Welcome to Dice Carnival. You are listening to the Wild Beyond the Witchlight in collaboration with the Homebrew D&D podcast. My name is Misha, and I'll be playing Amanda Amazing, the detail-driven Sylvan Rogue Detective, closing in on her breakthrough case. I'm Cody Smith, and I play Philo Featherbottom. Philo is a halfling wizard who has gone through some rather strange events. My name is Greg from the podcast Dice Carnival. I'll be playing Astrak, the star-speckled grip-lead druid who yearns to leap for the stars but cannot leap. My name is Austin Brady, and I will be playing the character Hobbs, who is a sentient log warlock, and are very flammable. <laughs> Hi, I'm Geo, and my character is Tor, a young Harringham monk who ran away to the Witchlight Carnival as a child to pursue their love of dance. They've been working at the carnival ever since. And finally, my name is Adrian, your dungeon master and host. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Whether this is your first time listening or you're already a subscriber to our content, we at Dice Carnival welcome you and hope that you enjoy what you're about to listen. <laughs> Bye now! Welcome, listeners. We are picking up at the beginning of a new adventure. Eight years after our heroes first met at the Witchlight Carnival when it last came to town. As we begin, we begin in a workshop. Hobbs, describe the workshop a little bit. There are two large barn doors that open up to a stone floor and some um, cluttered walls hanging with various hammers and chisels, uh, rulers, measuring devices, um, planes, uh, all, all sorts of woodworking equipment. On the right-hand wall, there is some large planks of wood that are leaned up into a corner. And there's a few racks with various hunks of log and uh, more, more raw wood there. And in the center, there is a foot pedal table saw. Uh, there's a, another foot pedal bandsaw to the left and a few other kind of working surfaces. And in the center, uh, off to the side of the, the foot pedal table saw, there is a log creature um, chiseling away at a set of wooden deer legs uh, on the table. And they're going through with a very, very fine chisel, carving away uh, this, this fur texture onto them and they, they bring it to the their hip and start to nail it into place. And as soon as it's in place, they, they can stretch it and the wood bends and creaks and shifts 
as Hobbs attaches their legs. We see as like you attach this new leg, bits of roots and tendrils sort of begin to spread out and absorb into the wood, making it part of your body and giving life and mobility and flexibility to it. As we see you're dressed in your sort of stronger, muscular form, a pair of ram's horns sort of spiraling off your forehead, recently installed. We hear a knocking at the barn door, which is open. As you kind of look out of this dark interior towards the bright light outside, we see a kid on a bicycle holding a paper that says, Mr. Hobbs, I have a paper for you. Thank you, flesh child. And you hear the clacking of these hooves walk over to the child and he takes the paper from him and like in exchange hand, like, yeah. he uh, puts a small wooden carved unicorn into the hand of the child. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Mr. Hobbs. Uh, I like the new legs, by the way. And he like, ding, ding, reads off. Uh, Thank you, flesh child Jacob. As he rides off, uh, you kind of unfurl the paper and you read like at the caption of the newspaper. You get this thing sort of imported from, from the city. You see the headline is Conflict with Thailand Nations Looming War Possible The Crown Drafting All Able-Bodied Men and Women In other news though Carnival Expected Any Day Now uh, Hobbs takes the paper and fetches a chisel from uh, Satchel on their hip and pins the paper to the barn door with the chisel and goes back to the, a workbench and starts gathering uh, equipment. He picks up his mother's uh, wood splitting axe and um, a couple other kind of like carpenter's materials and a backpack full of various equipment and straps it on. In Kinsas, you would know. The possibility of war is always one. Conflicts are quite possible between the nations that sort of occupy this region of the world. Though, this far into the countryside, this far away from the capital, it's unlikely that conflict would ever make it this far. Though there was always concern from the townsfolk. And the idea, the gossip, that the carnival may be returning to town any day now which always disappears as subtly as it arrives. Which is not very subtly, there's a lot of fanfare. It offers an opportunity to kind of blow off some steam. Perhaps when you were at the carnival last time, you were unaware of its significance. But now you have been waiting for some time, and preparing for some time for its return. And you begin making your way. Ostrak. Where are you? Um, I am sitting at the edge of my village, consulting my star map, probably. It is daytime right now, but your reportants tell you that the time is nearly upon you. You feel a figure bend down behind you, the Pond Mother. The woman who taught you everything you need to know, who taught you the old faith, that of the mud and the insects and the trees and the roots of the stars. 
she says, Young Astrak, I see that look out on your face. And worry, that it is perhaps time you seek your destiny. Yes. I want to find us a way home. When I was at Hatchling, the pond mother then was of the generation that ventured from our old land. They say it is nothing but ruin now. Even the wizards we consult with in the great city. They speak of it as though it is nothing, a vestige of a dead world. But, even if there is something that can tie us to our roots, it guarantees that we do not forget them. I suppose I have been putting it off too long, but I do give you my blessing of the Thank muck shallow people who venture forth towards wherever your destiny may lead. Thank you. May your journey be safe. May you return to our tribe when you do. And she like places like a hand on your head and then kind of like picks like some dyed mud and she like draws like symbols on your cheek. All right. Go now into the world and know that you carry the ancestry and the honor of your people with you. Uh, I guess I'll head out. <laughs> And you begin making your way towards the town. Amanda. We would probably see you riding in the back of a stagecoach. Making your way away from the city. Partly following your investigation. Avoiding the draft that is most surely coming up. After all, it's not your war. Mm -hmm. You don't got any stake in it. As you're riding and inspecting the paper there you eventually hear a ringing of a bell at the front and the 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 coach driver says all right ma'am this is the last stop all right thank you sir and Sorry i give him a little tip on the way out yeah, if you give him a little tip you drop into like a little slot that mm -hmm. falls into a tin can in the front and he like raises his top hat and tips it to you and yeah step into a place that you have not been in some time you stay safe on the way back sir We'll do. Actually, I'm uh, heading out to the country a little bit. <laughs> heading out to a uh, Featherbottom Farm. <laughs> ah! Yeah, figured it'd I've be heard that name to, uh... before. Yeah, I figured it might be better to avoid the city for a couple of days. Or weeks, maybe. Or months. You never know how wars go. Well, hopefully it's over sooner than we expect. Though, if you think about it too much, that's also concerning. Well, I tip my hat to you. At the end of the day, world's gonna keep turning. Hopefully, they're gonna, gonna need stage drivers. It's a good outlook. And he'll basically start driving it like further into town and kind of steer off towards, more, like a uh, kind of like towards like one sort of cluster of farms on the outside of town. All right. So I'm here with the mission. Gotta wait for the carnival to show up. Yep. It's been some time. It apparently does appear in a few other places, but you were always too late to get there in time. But this time you know, eight years, mm -hmm. always shows back up in the same spot, give or take a few days. Mm -hmm. And asking a couple of locals, it does not appear that it has been here in quite some time, which gives you confirmation that you're in the right spot. Assuming Good. it does work like clockwork. Hopefully it works like clockwork. Mm -hmm. I review my notes and... Also take a look at how the paper works around here, just to be sure I know it well enough. I've Absolutely. got my persona to put up after all. Yep, you go ahead, you check it. 
I'm pretty sure it's airtight. Uh, you take off your hat. Does your hair look any different? It just looks a little bit more intentional. A little, little bit, little bit flicked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as yeah, you step out. Now, we follow the the coach as it makes its way towards Featherbottom Farm. That's when we hear the sound of shouting and babbling. As this this young halfling adult, maybe only like 25 years old. Uh, eh, not even that, he's probably like 20 years old. Is currently driving. No, 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 this guy would be 25 years old. Yeah. It was 17, 8 years ago. And as he's sort of riding outwards, he looks out and sees a figure running through the field. And what does this figure look like? Um, this is a hunched old halfling with a big bushy beard, but he looks a little bit different than a normal halfling because he's got what appear to be deer ears Mm -hmm. and a nose, like a deer nose and a little fluffy deer tail on his butt. And it's kind of shaken back and forth as he's excitedly mumbling to himself, walking around, <sighs> you know. And as you're running through here, you're, you're wearing like a white hospital gown, right? Yes. And you're carrying a gummy worm bag under your shoulder. Sure. Yeah, I have a gummy worm bag and it seems to have a moon shaped mask and a wooden rat inside of it. As you begin making your way towards him. What do you say? Like, you've got his attention, but he's still, like, driving, like, the single horse in the front of the... Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Which way is it to We don't, we don't, I don't, I don't do do handouts, actually. I'm not, uh, we see the sign where we're not a, a, an operating coach right now. Um, are you, are you okay? I need directions to Featherbottom Farms. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm heading, heading there right now. You recognize recognize this fellow. His name is Milo. He's your older brother. Milo! How do you know my name? It's me. Philo. What? Remember? No, no, no. Philo ran away. Yeah. When he was younger. Well, I I guess, yeah. Technically, I did run away. Uh, the, I ran away to the carnival. He starts like pulling on the the horses. Uh, he like starts like loosening the horses a little bit. Like, um, I'm sorry. I I really don't know you. And he'll start like riding towards the farm. Wait, 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 wait. As he just leaves you in the dust. Yeah, he always was kind of an asshole. <laughs> it's as you're yes. making yourself there that you see the town in the distance. And then you see the uh, the sort of like towering sort of five story halfling home, kind of rising above like the next tree line in the direction of where the coach is going. It's also at this point where all of you, the four of you, wherever you are, see something else as well. You see as it seems almost as if it's still daytime, but stars appear to appear in parts of the sky above you, like a patch. All of you hear the sound of a 
Just echo out across the valley. The birds flap up. And the rift where you can see the stars grows a bit darker until it is a hole in the sky that leads to a fantastic sea of silver gossamer. And then figures begin to fly out. You see horses with wings. You see foxes with butterfly wings pulling these carriages as they just all emerge outwards with streamers and lights falling behind them. You see massive bubbles carrying entire carts that begin to float down as you see they all begin to spread out and sort of begin flying over the entire valley. Amanda, where you're standing on the street right now, and Hobbs, as you're like a few blocks down, you look up as you see like um, someone on the back of like a, a massive like butterfly winged cat begins uh, sort of dropping these flyers down that begin sort of fluttering and flapping. Uh, around you and, and you start seeing people begin coming out and you start hearing mutters and whispers like the carnival the carnival's back in town the carnival's back in town and as all of you begin gathering yourselves you begin picking up uh these sort of like little flyers in the town and it just turns into an air of excitement people begin bringing out instruments and and singing you see kids begin sort of like knocking on doors and banging like the carnival's in town carnival's in town telling their friends telling their families and the entire mood like literally went from flat, like, dreading wartime to gotta get to the carnival. It's here. And it is, like, just on a switch that flipped. It is instantly a holiday of excitement. And Amanda, even for you, it is a feeling that you have not felt in a long time. <laughs> Old friend, I finally caught up to you now. As all of you are beginning to gather... Uh, up a little bit you begin to see like these sort of like this parade like a train in the sky of all these caravan wagons begins to sort of swirl down until it like finds a spot similar to where it was before and you begin to see like in the distance where uh tents begin sort of literally popping up by themselves you see like trees that are nearby that have grown nearby actually uproot themselves and start re relocating themselves away from the carnival <laughs> And you see this one beautiful blue ribbon that waves through the sky, ends up landing and circling the carnival, lifting down, and turns into a river. And with that, a couple more laps of people handing out flyers. The carnival is officially here, and people begin making their way. Keep in mind that it is about two in the afternoon right now. Uh, actually, no, it's more like one in the afternoon. Carnival isn't quite open yet. But all of you now have a chance to sort of gather yourself, pick it up, and do any of you begin making your way towards the campground? The festival? I put on, yeah, I put on, I put on my reporter outfit. Nice. Start uh, making my way over. Hobbs has all of their, uh, you know, woodworking equipment and everything with them, and they, they end up making it to the bridge and turns and looks down at this little kid who's like prancing across the bridge like very excited to go to the carnival and mm -hmm. he turns to him he goes be careful a great curse this place is roll me an intimidation check <laughs> that is a 20. <laughs> he kid, like, is, like, as he's running past like catches up to like a woman grabs her hand and you hear him like mommy i'm scared he's like it's okay honey 
Carnival's great. I was here when I was your age. Stay away from mirrors, young one. <laughs> it's like you just call that outwards, and like the mom doesn't even notice. She's just taking off the kid to the over, side. and the kid's just like looking back at you, like existential dread. Off to oh. the side, I guess I might catch a little bit wind of this conversation, not even realizing who's saying it. I was like, ah, here's a, here at the carnival when you were young. So was I. <laughs> you lean up against like what you think is a tree. <laughs> Why, hello, Amanda. It has been quite some time. I look around. <laughs> you see, a you are shorter than you. I remember. At first, I think there's like this big old tree monster with horns. <laughs> it's like takes a couple seconds to be like, uh, Hobbs. Yeah, if you look still around the like log-like torso, there's a couple suspender straps that are like now worn almost like a necklace, and it just has says like Hobbs across it. But the, like the pants part of it is just like torn out and gone. It is I, Hobbs. How, how tall does Hobbs look? How sexy does Hobbs look? Uh, he he's a juicy like eleven out of ten. Let me tell you. Uh, no, he's uh, he's he's kind oh. of like m- monstrous looking in a way. Um, but like you've got like thighs on you that are like made out of like twisted wood, right? Yeah, yeah. You got, definitely. You got, you've hella, got like a build to you. You got like a muscular just... athletic build to you. I'm just imagining Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They are kind of like that, but they, the, the torso just has the glowing eyes in the chest. Like the face is carved and it, it, it oh, like turns cool. mm-hmm. and looks around and moves. Uh, but like the eyes are just like mm-hmm. sunken into that. Are the, do the eyes like glow chest. at all? Is it like a, a yeah, glow yeah. or something coming out of them? Yeah, still got that like slight glow to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to know someone up? here knows what's up. How have you been? It's been a while. Life has been full of pain and heartache, Amanda. Yeah, you know that's that's really that's really what the press has become nowadays. That's why I'm here. I'm here for a report. Isn't that nice? And what will you be reporting on, Flesh well, Amanda? Well, I mean the carnival. Ah, uh, yes. Investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. Not a just, fluff piece. Just, just good old journalism. A classic. Anyway, I guess we should be headed in, or at least waiting in line. Ooh, it's long. As I come your, here as you make to the your bridge way. to wait. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Totally good. Um, as you make your way forward, you do see uh, that there is a sign above. You never got close to it last time, but it does have painted on it, like the, like the signs hand-painted. Uh, it says adult, eight silver, uh, kids. It says youngins, uh, three silver. Which all of you have money, I bet. You've, you've been preparing this for some time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The person who does not have money, though, is currently the person standing in front of this sort of uh, older goblin who has, like, an ear cone to him. Uh, And you see what looks to be an older halfling wearing a hospital gown uh, who seems to be trying to to haggle. And would you mind giving us a little bit of that uh, conversation, Philo? Listen, it's important that I get in here. There's a specific mirror I have to see in the Hall of Mirrors. And you'll 
I, I can do all kinds of stuff. Like, I can make a light, or I can uh, make this light. He like lowers or... like the spyglass. He's using like a monocle. Raises the horn as he's like listening. I know <laughs> that, but you don't have a ticket. You need a but, ticket. I I have this wooden toy rat. You can I'll exchange. I don't this. want that. Surely I, 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 I don't want that. I'm, I'm, yes, yes, please put your It's like two people like walk by as they like drop it. It's like a this woman and her kid who like looks rather traumatized. Ma'am, right ma buy this toy rat for me. Buy this. For five five silver you say? She just looks at you weird and just keeps walking. Well, are you interested in the moon mask for chance? Uh you guys see this. Philo, are you attempting to hawk? Oh, it's Hobbs. Thank you. You remember me. Of course yes, I do. Milo? You have not no one changed. No else remembers me. Oh my, is that Amanda? I know you Philo. So, you, do not, you do not, not look, look like so Philo. Different. Uh, Philo. If, is that actually Philo? He looks Roll a lot older. Roll me an insight check, Amanda. This is wigging me out. It's definitely me. I have to well, get him back in there. My nine says otherwise. <laughs> you are ent not entirely sure who this person is. It, I mean, it doesn't you won't think it would be Philo? Well, who else? Hobbs, would know? I don't think this is Philo. He looks no different. Yeah. Are you the? Are you the? Are you the dad of that guy who almost stalked me for a little while until I had to, um, until I had to alert the authorities? Are you his dad? No, our halfling, we, we were here eight years ago, I think, according to the math. Uh, we were kids. Remember? Sorry, sir, did I hear Philo? <laughs> uh, you see another figure walk up behind you. Should I describe myself? Yeah. Um, I am a, I guess I'm small. I'm a four foot tall frog. I am a muddy brown, but I have a bunch of white spots speckled all over. And um, I just have a scarf and a star chart emblemized on my shield. You've still got like also like the white paint on you from, from yes. where you're painted too. Mm -hmm. Can I oh make an God, inside it's check? Sure, roll an inside check. All right. I am proficient in these. You have very fuzzy memories here, but. 16. You recognize, you recognize the sound of that voice. I got a 16. Uh, like, the voice sounds very familiar to you. And you people have a history of the Feywild. Him being older could be a consequence mm -hmm. of his time spent there, if he did spend time there. Oh, Kyle, that is you. Oh, wow. Yes, that's what I've been trying to say. What happened? You... You don't look eight years older, I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what happened. I went back to check out that mirror, because I couldn't get over the, get the poor guy getting sucked in, and... Wait, I, what? I don't A know mirror? what happened. Getting... Oh, that... Excuse me, do any of you... Are any of you paying for a ticket for this man? Or are we going to have to perhaps try I'm something else? I'm paying for him. I'm I'm paying for him. All right, all right, all right. That's gonna be that's gonna be sixteen silver from you, uh, which you can scarf over. Yeah. 
Um, are we keeping Are we keeping track of money in this game or no? You can keep track of it, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, as you go ahead, you drop it in the tin. And uh, as you, you know, Hobbs, you've got money on you. Ostrock, you know, your people don't use a lot of, of coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mostly trade in goods, but uh, you can easily have acquired some. Yeah. Which is part of your starting equipment. And um, you can pick up the, the tickets. To describe this booth a little bit, it is a sort of silver statue of a dancing fury mounted on the roof of the ticket booth. Uh, as it's surrounded by, like, fluttering butterflies. Actual fluttering butterflies. It is also uh, depicted with the night sky with a shooting star arcing across it. The goblin himself is, as I described, uh, a, a fairly wrinkled uh, sort of fellow that speaks outwards uh, towards all of you and says, Right then, uh... Before you go in, you're going to each have to take one of these, a new policy. And he starts handing each of you um, a pair of butterfly wings. <laughs> uh, this um, is new. Okay. We've, we've had problems in the past of, of people sneaking in, and we want to make sure that uh, that's a bit under control, so you have to wear these, otherwise you, you're going to get a little bit heckled by the staff. And I'm watching I you. Imagine, I can't I'm imagine how that happened. Uh... Yeah, you know people, kids, they want to get into the carnival. Do we have to wear these if we already have wings? Well, it feels like I would be of, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, I'm not really the one who writes these policies. You gotta take that up with Mr. 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 Witch on that one. All right. So and Mr. I just kind probably of... think it would be okay. I don't know, I haven't really talked to them since we set to put down stakes. I think we've been here for, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> Yeah, I just just so it's not uncomfortable, I kind of tuck tuck down my wings and put yeah, the other ones on are, top like, of under them. Under a cloak, right now. Unless do you wear them opening openly? Uh nah, not not now. All right, so they're like pressed up against it, but it's not like super tight. It's literally just like wired frame, like butterfly wings that are pretty, mm-hmm. um, hand painted. And yeah, you put them on, and they've kind of are like a sort of like monarch pattern for you. you I know, will wear these with great enthusiasm. So like rather than like putting your arms through the straps, you literally just press it onto your back, and like vines just wrap around the bait, the wiring of them, and you just have butterfly wings sprouting from your back. Fake one. Flight but... is now possible. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. We will see, Flesh Amanda. That would be quite remarkable. Puppies don't get in the way when I start ch- transforming or something. Transforming? What have you yeah, been that, up to? Um, I've been I've been studying the ways of the druids. Oh, I have I, I heard a little bit about in school. Yeah. Um, sorry, I haven't actually given you my name now. My name is now um Astrak. Oh, it's not Froggy. That makes sense. W- what? I called you yeah. Froggy. Your people no. choose their own names when they get older, though. <laughs> yeah. Once once we lose the tail, we choose our own names. Got it. What does what does Ostrak mean? In um, tongue? Ah, it um, it translates loosely to um, like glistening mud. Ostrak. You know, I wish humans followed the same policy. That would make a lot more sense. Well, as you make your way in, you see that there is a beautiful carnival 
laid out before you. First things that you do see is, of course, the ticket booth that you make your way past. Tipping over the bridge. In fact, I'm going to share with all of you in our uh, on our Discord a little map of what you can expect at the Witchlight Carnival and Chrome is loading. Chrome is doing its little fancy thing, being extremely slow. Uh, but yes, you do see a carnival spread about you. You do see a sort of map indicating places that you can go. And you are at the start of the first hour. As you step within, you see a rather amazing sight before you. You see that there is what appears to be a tree with a face on it, not too unlike a uh, sort of Hobbs form walking around with a squirrel on it as well. And you see that they are currently in the process of uh, handing out... They, you see a 12-foot-tall walking tree garland and golden ribbons marching through the thoroughfare. Emerald's clouds swirl above the tree that rain down golden, spitting sycamore seeds. Uh, you see that there are uh, fairgoers who are trying to catch the seeds before they hit the ground. And in fact, you actually hear the, the squirrel uh, chittering that says, Round and round they go! Round and round they go! Catch them before they hit the ground! And a prize you may be found! And it's just kind of like walking around this sort of wandering uh, tree person who is also throwing sycamore trees out of its uh, basket and tossing them around. And you see many, many kids and even some adults and grandparents are uh, moving around as well. Uh, Hobbs will walk up to the tree and beckon it. <laughs> uh, Please, stop. Speak to me. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes... Oh, hey. You see the tree is wearing butterfly wings as well. Uh, how's it going? One bears the same form as I. We should speak on these terms. <laughs> cool. What do you want to talk about? I'm kind of doing a job right now. Mind uh, if I, I kind of throw a couple of these things to walk around? I kind of got this uh, thing making seeds fall out of the sky. You try to catch one. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what are you doing, Northwind? Uh, you got to walk around. You're supposed to be going around. People are going to be sitting. You're not going to pay for this. You can do it after the, the welcoming gifts. Oh, welcome is... gifts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. The uh, squirrel points towards you. Try to catch one of these things, but you can't. Uh... I'll try! Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check. Burp, burp, burp. Burp, burp. That's a date! Uh, you try to reach out and you are stumbling to reach one. Uh, anyone else gonna try? Uh, can I use my tongue to add proficiency? Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check with proficiency. 14. 14. Go ahead and roll me a d8. Oh. Eight. Six. As you go ahead and catch the seed and drag it into your mouth, you feel it evaporate in your mouth. And then you end up coughing up a gold piece. Hmm. Look at that. That's cool. Uh, meanwhile, Amanda is still trying to, like, reach out to one, but they're always just out of the grasp. And you literally see, like, just a baby reach up and grab one with two fingers. <laughs> and the baby looks at you. It's, like, barely able to walk. Still in a diaper. Wait. just, like, That's looks cute. at you. And it evaporates. And the baby just like looks at you as you're struggling. Well, this isn't what I'm here for anyway. This isn't what I'm here for anyway. What are you looking at, kid? Phyla? Nothing. Are you going to try? 
Yeah, I'll try. Astrak? Um, I just... I just did, sorry. Oh, what did you roll? Oh, yeah. 30? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a 10. That does it. Hob? Your boy rolled a 16. Roll me a d8. How do I just roll a straight up d8? Oh, sorry, a, d- a, a dex check first. Uh, I rolled a 16 on the dex yep. check. Go ahead, then roll me a d8 then. What did you get, uh, Philo? A three. Is there a particular way to roll a d8 in Go ahead D&D and... Beyond? Or just a different dice roll? Oh, in D&D Beyond, if you go... Yep. There's oh, any way you can roll a d8. If you enable dice rolling, they will give you options. But You could also just like roll an online dice roll or however it's good. But uh, yeah. Uh, so Philo, as you kind of pick up this thing, you kind of find yourself giggling a little bit as it is evaporating away. You can go ahead and mark down the personality trait, which will last until I tell you it doesn't. That is, I am easily amused. <laughs> All right. It suppresses any other conflicting personality <laughs> traits or flaws or bonds or whatever you might have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. This is fun. I and always ha- like the carnival. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Because oh, yeah. last time I recall, you were terrified here. Hobbs, what did you roll? I rolled an 8. Go ahead and just sit aside a d8. Treat this like the way you would a bardic inspiration die, but it doesn't disappear until next dawn. Wow. Nice. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Incredible. Reminder on that. A little luckier. Reminder on that. Do I have to call it before or after I roll? Uh, you, you can call it. You can call it after, but before uh, I tell you whether or not it succeeds or fails. Okay. So you can roll and then decide if you want to add it. All right. Yeah, one ability check actually. So it works only for ability checks. Even still. Well, uh, anyway, what did, what do you want to talk about, man? Oh, I see. Oh, I just noticed you're a tree person like me. Were you too <laughs> formed <laughs> when? Lumber met blood. Oh no no no! I'm a, I'm from I'm, a, I'm from this 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 place. Uh, real deep wood. Pretty chill though. I no longer believe I'm interested. Enjoy hey. your day. Hey hey! You know what? You have a good day too, man. I'm just gonna <laughs> be doing my job, and uh, you do your job by enjoying the carnival. Cause uh, you know, this, you seem like a fellow who deserves it. Enjoy uh, the terms of your labor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, oh, I, th- I think it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Who wants some seeds? <laughs> Just throws it at a child. <laughs> I think back in the city, seed is a form of hard drug. How conflicting. Amanda, I'll give you one more check with disadvantage if you would like. I don't, think you, can make, I don't think you can make drugs <laughs> out of those seeds. No, I was just comparing it to something back where I'm from. Roll a dexterity oh. check with disadvantage, Amanda. <laughs> He moves away, and you have one more chance to try to grab a single one. Ten. You barely catch it out in the air. (laughs) Yeah. You have finally succeeded in catching a seed, Amanda. Oh, not like I care, honey. One. You are also very easily amused. And that that suppresses, that overrides any other conflicting personality traits that you may have on your character. Me, uh, permanently not giving a shit, has been turned off. 
Yeah, you have, you, it, it's not so much that it's like that, it's just that whenever something amusing happens, you can't help but giggle. Mm -hmm. So roleplay as you will. Alright then. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you begin kind of gathering yourselves a little bit, you actually realize, like, as you finally catch it, you see that there's a figure that has actually blown the seed into your hand, and you see that bowing deeply, head kind of crooked upwards, is a, uh, let's just say a leperine and a leotard. Thor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is that who I think it is? Is it now? Is it? Thor looks. Thor cocks their head. Thor cocks their head as another very unnatural angle. He's like, no way. No way. And he's like looking, they're looking all around. Get over here, dude! Oh my god, what are you standing there for? <laughs> kind of standing there, and like, he like, their posture almost gets worse, as like, they're just kind of like, you know, overwhelmed. And then, they like, nervously like, saunter forward. Well, not nervously, more like, cautiously. <laughs> Hello! Hey! Hey! Well, looks like you're working on something different now. They visibly flinch at that, and they're like, yeah, yeah, how'd you know? Well, I mean, an outfit change is a little obvious. That'll do it. Yeah. Are you a performer of sorts? I I am, in fact. Well, I'll have to comment on your outfit change as well. What are you up to? Ooh. Well, I've come back to do some journalism, some reporting. Interesting, interesting. You know I was never good with words. I mean, or did you? It's been so long. I'm it's, it's definitely been a moment. I've been I've I've been trying to catch up to this place for a while, but it's it's only now that I've actually been able to come on time. Oh, you've been trying to find it at different spots. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like a good thing you managed to catch up here, because wow, the gang's all here, huh? A merry tune spills forth from an instrument on the back of a brightly painted wagon. A monkey wearing a cloak covered with buttons turns a handle at the wagon's rear, sending music into the air from rows of golden whistles. As you watch, a goblin dressed as a ladybug toddles up to you, rattling a tin cup. You hear the monkey chime. Spare the button if you please, I'll sew it next to all of these. I offer nothing in its place besides the smile upon my face. <laughs> I don't think I have any spare buttons. Uh, yeah, no. You got an entire hospital gown, Viola. Yeah, I'll pull a button off it. Uh, <laughs> you reach around back. Here you go! Uh, Tora, you catch a little bit of uh, an eclipsing. Fortunately <laughs> <laughs> for you, you know that there is a costume shop right nearby as well. A, uh, a place where you can pick up festival attire. Yeah, you on the other hand, do not look very well dressed. Do you want me to help fix that for you? What is wrong with his clothes? <laughs> I admit it's not ideal. I mean, it seems to be covering his twig and berries. That is all that matters. That was a good one. Oh. I mean, maybe it's uh, it is acceptable to you, but think of the children. I'm sure they you are, are, you are, you are trained for events like this tour. 
And just, 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 and they just typically, and, and these events, you are authorized to offer free clothes. Mm. <laughs> you really better just come along with me. All right, All so Tor's right. going to lead you off while the rest of you are left behind with the wagon as you drop the button into the tin cup with, like, there's, like, maybe four other buttons. Yeah, I, I um, will And the goblin also... is, like, literally grinding the, 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 the music box. I will also uh, drop a button from my uh, torn-up suspenders. Oh, okay, yeah, button one of them. Yeah. And you see the uh, monkey just smiles with, like, a, a fang-toothy grin. And yeah. You seem like you need it much more than I do. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, I'm a big fan of the buttons. Uh, really do, really, really Cascada gets me in the mood, you know that? Really, really love the carnival. You know, it's just, it's just seeing everyone smile on their face, just seeing them all go around with all their buttons, it just, it just makes me feel really happy. And, and you see, like, the goblin puts up and you see, like, he kind of, like, lets go of the, the, the handle and it just keeps spinning by itself. Uh, as he starts uh, stitching on, he pulls out, like, a sort of, like, whalebone-style, uh, needle and begin sort of stitching them onto his overalls. That's really is the only point of the carnival, is it? Hmm. Absolutely. I've been working here a couple of years. Real good setup. Yeah, it's not a lot of places that, you know, hire a folk in a monkey's body, so you know, it's all good. Hmm. Alright. And Amanda's just sort of starting to try to think to herself, sort of where do I go to start my investigation? So where exactly where would some where would on? somebody where where would somebody who um, is trying to figure out I will say the truth of the carnival needs to go say, as the two of you dropped buttons in there you do hear the sort of sounds of the carnival grow a little bit lighter and actually the music coming from the calliope the uh, music box sounds just a little bit more festive as if like another sort of track had kind of been added to the sort of musical carnival sounds that come from it. Now, if, back, I'll need to talk to them. If I remember, the first thing that we need to do is let the reindeer go, correct? Well, I mean, we're already in, so what's oh, the point we got of letting the reindeer, the reindeer go? A while ago. It's, yeah, too many kids just kept sneaking in through there, and you know, after a while, enough of them just kind of get lost. We just kind of left them in the middle of nowhere. Sure, they're fine, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they got really good jobs in some, 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 some sweatshop or something like that. Yeah, uh, no, they got really good, uh, they probably uh, got eaten by panthers. Hey, we don't talk about that here! As he starts <laughs> spinning it faster and the music gets louder. They, they, they've got a 401k and healthcare, so we, we don't right. need to yeah, worry no, about they've got, yeah, no, they've got, they've got, they've got good options. Um, I would also say, like, all of you, as you were handed in here, you were all given a ticket as well. All five of you. All right. Or all four of you in the tour. Well, look at this, we have all Wait, the I have power a ticket now. too? Um, you could have snuck one. Sure. If well, anything, you should... kind of got off of your performative gig for now, because uh, they're not putting you on. That would make later. sense why I'm going around. So your mentor just kind of uh, gave you, like, have some fun, kid. Do, do I have to like argue the fact that I am nine years old and <laughs> get a discount for being a youngin? <laughs> if that's a what youngin. you did. Otherwise, they would have like looked at you, and he just would have said like eight, eight silver. But I am, by comparison, a youngin. However, however it went, we're here now. Okay. Uh, all right then. Where do you want to go? Does Tor have any recommendations? You guys are at the the carnival. Oh, did well, we? Well, of course. I'd probably i I'd, I'd like to start off my investigation with Tor when they get the chance. Sure. Okay. I mean, did did we? 
successfully get Philo uh, an alternative outfit. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what would Philo have dressed up with? And kind of keep in mind that there's like a lot of carnival attire in here. Uh, there's like a lot of like festive outfits. So if there's like something, as long as it's like maybe a little bit cartoony, you would have been able to dress in it. I think maybe there's like a, uh, you know, kind of like a oversized floppy suit with like a big kind of cravat and a, hat, a top hat. Yeah, you got a top hat? Well, this is kind of like my wizard's hat. <laughs> He's like a big, like, ruffle, ruffle-chested gentleman. I'm just, ima- I'm just imagining Philo finds a Wally's old clothes. Aww. A Wally's old outfit. Except, like, maybe the hat. Except it had, like, a, a waist plate to kind of, like, keep your stomach in that you just decided not to use. So your stomach's just kind of pushing out against the, uh... The body of the suit, so it's a little rotund down there. Right. <laughs> but you got it. But you're looking really dapper. Otherwise, if anything, it makes you look more dapper. <laughs> well, how do I look? In fact, Tor, you would actually know that that is uh, a suit that's supposed to be modeled off of Mr. one of Mr. Witch's outfits. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You look pretty good. All right. All right. But it's meant for kids, but he's also a halfling, so. Fair. You know, child stature. <laughs> Good on you. Well, uh, you guys have the map of the carnival. Is there anywhere that you'd like to travel yeah. before you begin talking? I feel like Hobbs, uh, looking at this map, one of the first things close to the bridge is a lost property booth. Oh. Um, oh. And Hobbs is going to push open the... The, the curtain to the booth. Well, it's not so much a booth, it's a location, so you'd like to walk there? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'll go. Thanks. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. So you approach a wagon as you begin making your way through here. Actually, as you're running, as you're making your way through here, um, you see that a troop of gnomish clowns on two-wheeled uh, mechanical contraptions to have like a handle in the front of them seem to be doing a sort of choreographed routine while juggling uh, as a gr- uh, a crowd of someone roll me a d6 I'll do that where is my d6 there it is six as <laughs> six gnomish juggling clowns on segways make their way <laughs> past you circus and yeah, they're, they're not even, like, touching the handles. They're just riding them like they're hoverboards. Um, all right, then. That happens. Uh, as you make your way <laughs> over to the lost and found, or the, the lost items, lost property booth. Outside the lost property wagon, you see what appears to be a large feline creature. Some of you have actually probably seen in the sky with midnight blue fur. You see it has a pair of tentacles extending from its shoulders as well as a uh, set of butterfly wings on its back. Hanging from its collar is a small wooden keg, and you see that the creature, like a kitten, is currently like roughhousing, kind of like playing with what appears to be two children. And you uh, hear a little boy squeal, Again, Darla! Again! Uh, as another one just is like hanging onto her neck. A little girl. <laughs> from those of you who might be educated, this would appear to be a displacer beast. 
and it seems to be lording over these two much smaller than its children. Uh, and it also appears to have a pair of butterfly wings that sprout from its back. Like real wings? They seem to flutter and flap like real wings, and you thought you saw it flying earlier. It seems to be playing with the kids. Aww. Well, last time I recall, those things eat people. I can assure you I eat nobody. Hi. Um, are you... And you talk. Are, are you looking for something? Uh, the Displacer Beast looks at you. Um, Hobbs, you said you were looking for something? Or someone. Uh, kind of a bit yes. of a, uh, a bit of, we kind of, oh, oh, we've got some more children coming by here now. She is not property, but she is my mother. And Hobbs holds out a kind of crude drawing of a, uh, like, very muscular orcish woman. Mm-hmm. She is a carpenter. She built me. Huh. With wood and blood. Well, it sounds like she cared a lot about you then. I mean, I haven't seen anyone like her. Sometimes things go missing at the carnival and they wind up here. Other times they go missing at the carnival and they don't wind up here. Where they go, I cannot say. Hobbs, you never found your mother? No, I sat on the bridge for about three years. I figured it was time that I should go home after that. Thor, like, throws their head back, and they're like, this is a, this is a tragedy worth the ages telling Why is it tragic? It's your mother. I will find her. You have determination, my friend. Have you heard of someone by the name of Isold? I've been looking for them. I have not heard that name in some time. I think I was only but a kitten then. Yes, yes. Um, well, I mean, Isold isn't here anymore. She's she's running a different carnival, last I heard. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is where I was told I could find her. No, no, no. Mr. Witch and, and Mr. Light has, have been been running the carnival for, for quite a number of circuits now, but uh, when I was much younger, when I was only a kitten, there was uh, there was another carnival runner, uh, an elf named Isolde. She ran the carnival here. But no, no, she's she's been gone for some time. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised anyone's looking for her. I, I don't know exactly. As I said, sometimes people leave, sometimes people disappear. I think that she's working at another carnival right now. Uh, I don't know the details, but... Would it be so wrong if I could ask you a small favor, perhaps? I'm watching these two young ones, and I don't want them to end up getting... No, Mira, get get down, get down. No, don't pull out my wings. He flutters her wings, and the kid, like, kind of, like, backs <laughs> off a little bit and giggles. I don't want to leave these young ones alone, and... There was a kid who I wandered in here earlier, and I, I, I promised to keep an eye on him. Well, their mother went to go look at some of the rides, but it would appear that they wandered off, and I've been tasked with these these kiddos since. Would you mind uh, going to look for Vero? We will hunt down the flesh child and return In them. a heartbeat. I would like uh, a description. Uh, yes. Uh, his name is uh, Dear Lugren. Or my, my name's Dear Lugren. Uh, the, the kid. I'm sorry, I'm very <laughs> flustered right now. Uh, Vero, I said, was his name. Uh, that's what the mother told me. Uh, he should be here n- nearby. 
I know that he really likes candy, so maybe try around there? All uh, right. Some of the uh, market stalls? Yes. We'll go find him. Uh, I need everyone to roll me a perception check. All right. What's my uh-huh. perception? Not 20, okay, baby. Oh, 19. Hey. 24. Two successes. 22. Nine. Success. Nine's a failure. Geo? Uh, 22. 22? Um, I would have given you advantage, actually, because you know this place, Philo. But it's fine. You passed. What? Yeah. 23. That's that's one failure, five successes with a natural twenty. Um, yeah, literally within ten minutes of searching, uh, you see that there is a young boy, as they are describing, who's like uh, trying to like wait in line to get a bag of gummy worms, that is marked uh, five copper. I yoink them into the air. Ooh. you must be Vero. Um, excuse me. You see, there's like a, a kid who was, uh, who's currently going to the same stage of life that Philo was going eight years ago. <laughs> Enjoy where, your like, gum paper worms. Helps. We uh, will return yeah. you to where you need to be. Hi there. Uh, you need to pay for that. Uh, for actually, the child? How can, much? Can, here. Uh, um, uh, not for the child. I don't really condone any of that, but for the gummy worms, it's going to be five copper. Here, I'm going to, can I get another one? I'm going to put down ten copper. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, just just take it from the rack. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, anything else for you? I'm good. We have corn dogs. We literally just made them, so they're really they're really warm and toasty. I'll take a corn dog. Why not? One copper. You need you need another Thank copper. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Here you go. Anyone else want a corn dog? Yeah, you can always come back later, but you know, I probably wouldn't wait too long because you know, midday we get into a bit of a food rush. I have not had a corned dog in quite a while. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh, I don't know if you eat, but okay. Um, I'm yeah, getting a little one, nervous. Um, one, my shift almost over. One let me help you goes out. Down and I stick a corn dog into my. Oh, that's really disturbing. Hole. I'm just going to turn around <laughs> right now and just trust that you're not going to steal anything because I really don't want to look at that. <laughs> this individual seems to be squeamish. We should go return the flesh child. Yeah. The kid is already is like, it? just. did you give him the gummy worms? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just stuffing them in his mouth. Aww. He's just watching this whole thing. Right. He got what he wanted. Let's, like Raven let's Black get hair. you back. Mm-hmm. Let's get you back. All right. Oh, it, we go ahead and we eat. do a cu- we do a little cut scene uh, as uh, we see uh, the monologuing displacer beast with butterfly wings say... <laughs> Hello, Vero. Please don't go wandering off again. If you want a little bit of candy, I'll, I'll ask your mother, and I'm, I'm sure that she would be happy to accommodate you. It is a carnival, after all. Ah, thank you so much. I I get a little bit nervous. I, I, I once had a child myself who went missing quite some time ago. Ooh. And truthfully, I, wouldn't, I, I, would, I would hate for any mother to go through that same thing. There was a... Here. Perhaps if you ever go find your mother, uh, maybe maybe you'll find Star too. Uh, take this, and she like reaches like underneath, uh, like a little basket, like uh, behind where it is, and she pulls out in her hand, her her paw, and hands uh, would hand Hobbs in this case because you're the one who returned the child, um, a small mirrored ball that like reflects light. Ah. It was their favorite toy. Um, I was kind of holding on to it for a little while, but. 
maybe you'll have better luck finding Star, and if, if you do, just let them know that I love them, and I hope that they're doing okay. <laughs> Who is Star? Uh, they're, they're my cub. Um, they were oh. missing about 15 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. It is... It is quite all fine. Sometimes when you're a mother, you just have a feeling that you know your child's out there somewhere and they're okay. But it would oh, be nice to I know what you. happened to them. Mm. But yes, I do hope that you find your mother as well. And do take care. All right then. Thank you. Under key items, you can add Star's favorite toy, Hobbs. Okay, I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lead the group away. I will also say, uh, oh. before you head off, what you did is a, a, a fair bit of kindness. Do Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, the ones running this carnival, have been a little bit on edge in the last few uh, event setups that we've had. It would do well to, uh, I hope I'm not being rude when I say this, but being a little bit wary of that, not causing more trouble in the carnival. Uh, Truthfully, uh, being able to help out where you can, it, it really helps out a lot of us, and Vero, it makes it, it helped me a lot, and I'm sure it will help Vero a lot as well. So, please do uh, gather yourselves, and um, I, I, I wish you, I wish you luck, and I hope you do enjoy your time here. Sorry if it's maybe not the experience you've had when you were kids, but we really do try to make sure everyone has a good time here. And yeah, changed all right. And yeah, Tor, you would kind of mm-hmm. clue into that a little bit too. Uh, yeah. Duralagron, uh, waves at you goodbye as you make your way into the carnival. And as we leave it there, what more adventures await our band of adventurers as they seek people, questions, and memories within Witchlight. Goodbye. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that in a pinch, peanut butter does make a suitable replacement for shaving cream. See ya!